What's going on, guys? Mustache is finally starting to get to the point I can curl it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, happy uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, life has been crazy eventful lately. Um, lots of difficult stuff, lots of good stuff. I mean, it's just life. That's the cool part about it is it's got ups and downs. Um, but today, um, I want to talk about something that's really powerful. Um, and that's like self-reflection. Um, that's the ability to look at our lives and see when we've been wrong and what we can do to correct those things in the future. Because I think one of the biggest struggles that most of us go through is we get to this point where we have done something wrong, something bad happens, or we do something shitty. Maybe we have an argument with our spouse. Maybe we react poorly to something. Maybe we have you know a history of drug usage, maybe a lot of things, you know. Um, but there's a great deal of power in recognizing when you take the time to reflect later on about your behaviors in life. I love you too, honey. Thank you so much for always coming in here and heart bombing me. Um, and, uh, once you had the time to reflect, see where you were wrong, see what things that you're proud of, see what things you're not proud of. And then to proceed from there to like adjust your life accordingly, you know, um, I've talked a lot of times that life is all about like small course corrections. It's not about being perfect. It's about recognizing, hey, I don't like the way that made me feel. I don't like the way I behaved in this situation. Maybe I don't like, you know, um, the way I was treated. And so I need to set a boundary in a different type of way. And what's cool about that is that those tiny emotional and, and action-based course corrections will lead to a life that is very, very fulfilling. So to give an example from like a business perspective, this year I've learned a lot of things. That's exactly right, Casey, exactly right. Um, I've learned a lot of things. And one of those things from a business perspective is that I learned that it is my job as the owner of my business to find systems that make things work properly. For example, we had somebody that they attempted to, uh, they put a deposit down with me and then I guess they decided they didn't want to get tattooed by me. And so they were going to transfer the deposit to another person. They were just going to sell it to them. Um, and then that other person wanted to just get like, you know, a $200 tattoo from me. Well, I don't, I, my minimum is considerably higher than that way considerably higher. And so we had to, you know, say, no, that's not possible. We've also had, you know, other people that have, you know, tried to do kind of some weird stuff like that with deposits as well. And, you know, at first I was like irritated. I was like, why don't people get this shit? No, that's not how deposits worked. I've never met anywhere of any type of deposit that that's the way it worked. But here's the problem. That failure wasn't in those people. That failure was in my assumption that people would know what I thought they should know. So instead of continuing to get irritated, I brought my laptop home and I'm like, I'm going to write out a policies and procedures for my shop, something that's easy for my artist to cut and paste and for my assistant to cut and paste and for um, Lacey when she's taking piercing deposits to cut and paste and we just throw it out there and it's donezo so there's no arguments on it, you know, um, and like, you know, I've been feeling like a little bit overworked with how much, you know, uh, how, like just how much I tattoo all the time. And, you know, I'm all about that grind, all about that hustle, but there has to be a balance on that. So instead of just letting myself work myself to death, I'm going to make small course corrections as, as I go. Now, those are just business perspective ones, but 
you know, I will um, use an example from my own life today. And this is like something that's like somewhat like um, embarrassing to talk about. But, you know, I talk to you guys every fucking time I talk and like vulnerability, vulnerability, vulnerability. I would be remiss if I didn't get honest and talk about my own experiences. You know, so I got up early this morning and, uh, you know, I'm going to put this out there. I don't say it by way of excuse, possibly a little bit of explanation, but, um, no caffeine early drove over to Lacey's house. Cause she was taking little cane into, um, a hospital over in Georgetown. We were going to get some dental work done. You know, he's four. You can't exactly just ask him to hold still while you, uh, you know, put fillings in and stuff. So we had to put him under now, on the way over there, she's like, man, I'm kind of worried because I know that they're going to have to give him some narcotics and, you know, that they, you know, they're going to have to give him fentanyl to put him under. And then I was like, they don't give people fentanyl to put him under for, for fucking operations. They don't fucking do that. Now, look, I know about a lot of stuff. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to downplay, you know, that like I, I have a pretty reasonable education, albeit not a formal education. Um, but, uh, I, for whatever reason, decided I was going to stick my fucking foot right in my mouth and that that was the hill I was going to fucking die on this morning. Like, I just fucking decided that was the hill I was going to die on. And she was like, no, honey, like, I literally almost became a nurse. My mom's a nurse. That's what they fucking use. And I was like, no, they fucking don't. And so I started Googling. And then, you know, like, when somebody, like, says that shit with, like, the level of confidence that I just said it on and you really actually know, that's like a, one of those, like, I wish a motherfucker would moments, you know? And so... It went back and forth, and I, I got, like, really frustrated. I got, I got, like, upset. And it wasn't because we were arguing, because she was taking it pretty light hand, like, lightheartedly, but I was, like, really frustrated. <clears throat> and, like, so I started noticing. I was like, man, like, th this is a problem. Like, I'm feeling a, an emotion here that I'm not proud of. I don't like. And so I, I, I kind of reel it back in. I stopped talking. And we, you know, we got to the hospital and I was like, all right, look, so first off, I'm going to pull this little prayer sheet that I keep in my pocket and I'm going to read it. It's like, it's like actually not even just a prayer sheet, but it's like a prayer in the form of my five-year plan, um, or one-year plan in this case. And I'm going to read it. And part of it is that I want to have a family that I'm proud of. Part of it's that I, I you know, I want to have a family that me and Lacey are building together based on love and communication. And I read that and I was immediately like, fuck, <laughs> like, could have done better there. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's, it's our job in our lives to make these emotional course corrections. It's our job to, I didn't want to break up, but you asked me that question and I was so irritated at that point. I was like, yeah, I want to break up. Like I was just, I was being a total fucking man child. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but we have to, we have to make these corrections in our lives based off of the things that we know that happened and the weak points in our lives. All right. And so I was like, all right, I need to reel this in. Let's reel this shit in and really what can I do to do what this, this piece of paper that I brought in my pocket that was reminding me of how I need to behave in my life, which is literally why I have it, okay? And I was like, all right, well, I'm here to support her. So first thing I have to do um, is I have to eat some crow. Like I have to sit down and fucking wipe, you know, pull my foot out of my mouth and fucking wipe all this i know you were <laughs> that's the fucking worst part about it but i had to wipe all this fucking frustration and shit out of my fucking mind and and just say hey you know what that was out of line it doesn't matter who was right and by the way she was right i'll admit it like i'm not that 
not not too big. It hurts a little, bit, but I will admit it. Um, and uh, but you know, before that, I was like, look, I have to get this right before we get any further. I was like, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. It really doesn't. Um, what matters the most is that I'm here to support you, and the way I was acting wasn't supporting that. And thank God she's got a big heart, and she's an amazing person. Um, you know, because both of us managed to, um, you know, meet in the middle and, and form a really amazingly functional relationship. And I believe fully that when it comes down to it, disagreements and things that happen when we hurt one another's feelings or when we react poorly and we come together afterwards or how relationships are built and how they get stronger. Um, relationships aren't strong because they're naturally strong. They're strong because they are built. And as I've mentioned a bunch of times, you have to break concrete apart in the form of rocks and mix things with it in order to form a solid foundation. And that's what these kinds of opportunities are. But the hard part is, you know, I'm a man. My pride was hurt. Also, not only was my pride hurt, but then I had to like, I had to admit that, you know, I, I'd been out of line, you know, and on this one part of me in the back of my head is like, she's not going to respect you anymore. That was stupid. I can't believe you acted that way, but that's not real. But what, what really happened was I, you know, I, I talked to her and I like, I did some real powerful reflection. I was like, why the fuck did I get so irritated? What was it about that situation that caused me to get so fucking irritated? And really what ended up happening was it was, it was because she was laughing and she was taking it lightheartedly. And I felt like I wasn't being taken being taken seriously or I was being disrespected. But here's, here's why that matters. Because that, my friends, is a trauma response. I was having a response to stimuli that wasn't the stimuli that caused it in the first place, but I felt similarly. And that is um, that I legit had a really fucking rough childhood. I didn't have friends. I mean, I to tell you a story... Um, the, the neighborhood kids would show up at my house. Like there was, I literally, I had pulled a gun on people two or three times by the time I was, um, like 14 because they would show up 10 deep at my house. One time they had a bunch of fucking two by fours and another time they brought broomsticks and bats and shit. And, um, I was just a target and I'm not sure why still, you know, I was probably a weird kid. I'm a weird adult. You know, I get it. Um, but I was, I was just th through a lot of shit, you know, and, and another example is like one time, like all the kids got together and they all agreed that they were going to, they tell me that they were going to have a, um, okay, thank you. That they were going to have a, uh, um, costume party for one of their birthdays. And so they all agreed. They talked about what costumes they were going to bring and everything like that. And then when I got there, it wasn't a costume party and it was like all so that they could laugh at my expense. So, um, as you can imagine, you know, that's like the kind of shit that you see in movies, you know, and I've say, I say this over and over again to my friends and family. Like if you wrote down my life on a piece of paper and pitched it as a script to a movie company, they'd be like that. Nobody's ever going to believe that really happened. Okay. Um, but it did, you know, um, but what has happened is as an adult, as a 38 year old man, because a, we don't talk about mental health in healthy ways in our country. We don't talk about how to address our trauma. We just talk about that it happened. Okay. They, we, 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 you know, and as men, we're often told that, you know, those aren't the kinds of things you don't fucking address that shit. You just keep it fucking pushed down and fucking soldier on, but that's not real. But 
because I took the time to do that reflection, I was able to take some time and do some healing. I was able to come back to Lacey later on and say, hey, look, you know, like, I'm not saying that this excuses it, but by by point of reference, I, I can tell that this triggered a response in me that was tied to that because, you know, I care about you deeply and I very much want and like your respect and I was afraid that I was losing it and it just sent me in this weird, angry spiral. Um, you know, like, and the craziest part about it, you can see her commenting right here in the bottom. She was like, and she said, you know, like, but look at you now. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's right. You know, but it, it, it didn't, it doesn't justify it, but I felt those emotions in that moment. And when it came around full circle, that fear I had that if I talked to her about that and I, I apologized and I was willing to fucking get vulnerable and talk about the fact that I'd felt like I got egg on my face or, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it, there's a hundred different ways you can use metaphors for um, embarrassing yourself. But, um, you know, I was embarrassed. And the crazy part is that she comes around full circle and, you know, we've been talking all night and stuff afterwards. Like she has, she finds me more attractive as a person because she recognizes that I know that I'm not perfect and that I'm human and that I can make this growth if I choose to. And I want to make it with her and that we're actually getting to know one another better. And so in the future, it's not that, you know, I won't ever have a reaction like that again, but in the future, you know, if she sees it going a ways, she can stay and say, Hey, you know, I'm just joking with you. You know, and I'd be like, okay, cool. Let me, let me try to reel this in. Or maybe if it's, if I'm having a hard time, she could stop. Or maybe I'm, since I'm recognizing that behavior in myself, I can be like, okay, she's just joking. Don't take it so seriously, dog. And by doing that, I'm able to mitigate the problems I've had in my past and in my life and put them into a position where I'm able to have them be strengths because now we fucking know each other. Like we're a fucking team and team members have to know what the other team members shortcomings are and they have to know what the other team members strengths are. And if we don't communicate through those problems, we're never going to be able to have a positive relationship. And that goes for every type of relationship. So I know it's a long-winded example, but the reason why I, I you know, titled this Reflection and um, Regret is that uh, regret, when you regret how you acted, when you regret something that happened, all those things like that, it's your guideline on how to behave in the fucking future. And it is my deepest desire that anybody that watches this takes the time to specifically look at the times when you have embarrassed yourself. <laughs> Not because something embarrassing happened to you, but because of a way you behaved. Because I will tell you right fucking now, every time you do say or react in a way that fucking is embarrassing to you, you will find when you dig deep enough there to be trauma or some type of issue that is somewhat deep-seated or very, maybe very deep-seated. I mean, we're talking like down to my childhood on this kind, this one in particular, um, that needs to be addressed. Because if it's not addressed, you'll continue to behave that way. And what we don't reflect on, we'll project on. So I just ask everybody here that watches this to take a moment and ask yourself, what can I do? What are things in my life that when I think about, I'm not proud of? And then what am I, what am I going to do next time to change that? And if I do that thing consistently, what is it if I trace that back far enough that's driving that consistent behavior? 
And I absolutely promise you, just like Lacey says, every time that you're going to be glowing and growing, if you're doing it with your partner, it'll be together. Um, and if you're a man and you're watching this and you feel like you're like, oh, I don't like talking about my emotions in front of my girl, blah, blah, blah. Literally like, you know, right here, she's like, it's what every woman really wants is like what every partner wants is to have somebody that doesn't think they're perfect, but wants to grow and get to know you together. I love y'all. Talk to you tomorrow.